Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is WTBR 89.7 FM, Pittsfield's Community Radio, and you're listening to Stuff, a show about tips, hints, hacks, a joke or two. Listen in every Thursday morning. Here we go. Listen to this music very carefully. You notice the... Da, 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 da. You got that? You got the beat to that now? Yeah. That is there the goes. theme from the Pink, Pink Panther. Panther. Excellent. We did mm-hmm. that in sync. We did. Okay. Now, the reason we brought that up is that we came up with an ingenious idea. <laughs> and we would like you to participate. Yes. Audience participation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She wanted to play around with the lyrics of that song, which it would be fun. Yes. And, and, and I know there are lyrics already written for it somewhere. But we wanted to do our own. We did. But However. Then, then we had the idea, we want you to do it. Uh-huh. We so, want to have a contest. Yeah. If you can put words to that music. You don't have to do the whole song, just the ending part there, then maybe four minutes worth or something mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And send it to stuffingforus at gmail.com. And hey, we're going to air it. Yes. Live. Yes. On the radio. <laughs> yes. So you can record it, send it to us, and we will judge them all mm-hmm, and choose mm-hmm. our favorite. And we may play more than one. That's right. There may be three favorites. Oh, that's possible. Uh Uh-huh. So get your thinking caps on. What words would go good with that music? And and, and remember, it is the Pink Panther. You can download it from anywhere Mm -hmm. so that you can hear that. (laughs) And you put some words to it in... Keep it clean. Keep it clean. Civil. (laughs) Civil. Kind. Yeah. We're excited about this. Yeah. We can't wait to get your entries and uh, get you on the air. Yes. Yes. And we'll even say your name so people will know that you're the star. That's right. How about that? There's no monetary prize. No. But you'll have stardom. You'll have your 15 seconds of fame. And then we get a song. (laughs) And who says we have to play it only once? That's right. Oh, you're right. We'll play it many, many, many times. Depending on how good it is. Exactly, exactly. So today I think we have a huge mix of stuff. Uh Uh-huh. At least I do. Mm Mm-hmm. But we're going to start with, is this real or is this fake? Take it away, Beverly. Okay, now, 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 now. Take this with a grain of salt. You know me. I can get carried away. All right. The first one. Man sets off firework to escape from porta potty. <laughs> a man tried to escape from a porta potty with a jam door via a poor choice. He set off a firework. The Cincinnati man is currently recovering from burns. <laughs> the second one, left in a jam. 
man stuck in train toilet forced to tweet southeastern staff for help. A Londoner locked in a train bathroom had only one way to get help, tweeting, he eventually <laughs> got a rescue, but no retweet. <laughs> Why would he tweet? Why wouldn't he just call somebody? Uh, Why wouldn't he call 911? It's a, no, I'm not going to say anything <laughs> bad about it at all. I'm going to leave it all up to your imagination. Okay. One of those is true and one is not. Okay. And, 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 and let's see. You'll find out at the end of the show. Are you looking at another one? No, okay. but I've got the answer to that you one. You do? Yeah. Okay. I didn't see it in your eyes, so <laughs> I don't know what the answer is, but I, I, I don't know. I'm... Um, the porta potty explosion or the London train fiasco? <laughs> yeah, both in toilets. Both in toilets. Both in toilets. All right. And toilets is an anagram of the poet T.S. Eliot. <laughs> <laughs> what? We, I do a lot of anagrams because I play word games and stuff like that all the time, and I discovered that T.S. Eliot's name can be anagrammed into toilets. Show me. T-O-I-L-E-T-S. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Clever. I would have never thought of that coming from T.S. Eliot for sure. There you go. There you go. So today, yes, I have some stuff about famous people. Okay. I have some stuff. So to start. Are they people we know? Bill Murray. Okay. So Bill Murray, before he was famous, was arrested at Chicago's O'Hare Airport on his 20th birthday uh -huh. after joking that he had two bombs in his luggage. Oh, what a jerk. While no explosives were found, he was carrying 10 pounds of marijuana. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not smart. Oh, my the God. The actor who later starred in Ghostbusters, uh -huh, and you know, uh -huh. he was on Saturday Night Live. Oh, he's famous, famous. He avoided jail. But he spent five years on probation. How did he avoid jail? I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Have you ever been to O'Hare? I have. That's a huge, huge airport. Huge place. Yes. Okay. Yes. Bill Murray. I like that. There's actually, and I'm going to talk about the 4th of July fireworks and other stuff in Juneteenth. And a lot of it may not be very funny, but we'll, 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 we'll get funny. There's actually only one state that completely bans all consumer fireworks. One state that bans it completely. Completely. Only one. Maine. Guess which one? Maine. No. Massachusetts. Massachusetts? Yes. You'd never know. What? No, I, I knew it when I first got here. See, I moved down from New York. I took my two children into a store and I said, can you tell me where your sparklers are? Innocent little sparklers, you know, to me. Mm -hmm. Oh, we don't have those here. You can't buy those here. So I got a wake up call immediately. And however, they do permit fireworks display put on by professionals. So you can still catch a a show for the 4th of July. Ohio, Illinois, and Vermont also have extremely strict laws when it comes to fireworks and only allows fire or wood stick sparklers and other novelty items. And New York at that time was, was looser than it is today. 
So knowing what happens on the 4th of July and around that holiday, Mm -hmm. it is almost impossible to think that we don't have fireworks available legally in this state because they're everywhere. There are people disobeying constantly. And how do you... How do you uphold that law when there's so much of it going on and only so many police that can go around? We should have asked the group that just walked out of here. We should have. We just just passed the police in the hallway. Hmm. So, yeah, you'd never know, would you? No. Because there's fireworks everywhere. I was so disappointed. I'll bet you were. And sparklers, they're pretty fun. I mean, they sell matches. Sparklers don't... Do do much they, more. There's not much more. Well, it I would be it, hard to start a fire with them with a sparkler, unless so, you, you put it in a, like in a straw barrel or something. Probably, then that wouldn't be fun. No, <laughs> not at all. I mean, we had we had fun making names with oh, it yeah, and yeah, the yeah. stars, and the kids were kind of disappointed too. Therefore, Massachusetts, yes, <laughs> get with it. <laughs> Allow us to have sparklers. Okay. Okay. Elvis. Elvis Presley. Do you know he was blonde? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I never saw a picture of him as blonde, but I heard about it. Yeah, I don't think I ever ever have seen a picture of him blonde either. And I read that he chose to make his hair black because he thought it brought out his eyes. Now I'm trying to well, remember. Did he have blue eyes? Yes, he did. There you go. But you know. I, I have blue eyes, and I'm a blonde, and I dyed my hair black, and I looked like death warmed over. Oh. So I would not have done Elvis proud. Elvis did well Elvis did hair. very well. He yes, looked he good did. with black hair. He, he must have tanned up. He must have, because if he was that yeah. fair. I, I'm, yes. I'm too pale. So also, mm-hmm. he was a twin. That I did not know. He, his mother gave birth to his stillborn identical twin. Throughout his life, Presley believed his brother was a spiritual guide, referring to him as his original bodyguard. Wow. Elvis had a twin. Wouldn't that have been something? Can you imagine? I wonder if they would both have had the same talent. I know. I know. And if they, if they, you know, it says they were identical. Identical. We would have two Elvises. Wow. Yeah. That well, way we'd know what he'd look like when he got old. Um, huh? <laughs> <laughs> if the brother had lived, I mean, after oh, he died. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about that because, you know, I was a blonde. <laughs> I had to oh, think. I had God. to think. Okay. Okay. The Declaration of Independence contains the signatures of John Hancock, Thomas Jefferson, and Benjamin Franklin. And there's... One other that's really valuable, but you probably won't know who it is. In 1776, 56 men signed the Declaration of Independence. Some of them became president. Others had beers named after them. Uh, Some have museums and monuments. But this guy, one of the things they did after the Declaration was signed and it was public was people got interested in finding other documents that these same people had signed. She's doing something weird with her chair there, so I'm, I'm kind of... <laughs> All right, never mind. Um, so people would made a game out of collecting all these signatures, and some of them became very famous because there weren't very many signatures of this person. 
And if you look underneath John Hancock's name to the left, there's a name of a gentleman named Button Gwinnett. Button was his first name? B-U-T-T-O-N. That was his first name. Who was he? At age 30, he moved to the American colonies from Britain, and, and, and he got into politics and was very passionate about the colonial's colonies independence and he was there in 1776 signing that declaration and in 1777 he was killed in a duel with a political rival ah but his signature is the rarest of the 56 who fully signed it because you know he wasn't around long enough to sign very many documents right that was it yeah, so he's that was, very famous. He's wealthy. I mean, the people who can get his signature, they, they pay a lot for that. They pay a lot for that, mm-hmm. especially. He, he beats Washington. Wow. Yeah. Too bad he died. Well, he would be dead anyway. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got me twice already this morning. <laughs> so we all know who Steve Jobs is. Oh, yeah. Or was. He became a vegan... <laughs> <laughs> That's three. That's three times. I'm sorry. So he he became a vegan because he believed it would stop him from having body odor. Oh, reducing his need to shower. Oh, why? Isn't that interesting? He didn't Isn't like to take showers. I guess not. He must have thought smelling like a vegetable would be. Oh, Do vegans smell like vegetables? (laughs) Oh, I'm glad he didn't go out into entertainment. Yeah. Stayed with the computers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I get the the whole body odor thing, okay, but then the next line, reducing his need to shower, kind of threw me. He wasn't because he was lazy. He just... he, He probably was so busy, he just wanted to get up out of bed and go. Yeah, I guess. Well, well, there okay. you, well, there you go. Whew. Although many Americans may not even be aware of it, Juneteenth recognizes a pivotal turning point in American history. The most popular celebration of black emancipation in the United States after the Civil War, it commemorates June 19, 1865, the day the Union General Gordon Granger accompanied by approximately 1,800 federal troops, arrived in Galveston, Texas. And they took over the state, enforced Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation from 1863. Texas really did not want to give up slavery. Texas did not. It was one of the final states to do so. And when you think about, what uh, what year did you say, 1863? Mm-hmm. That really wasn't that long ago when you really think about it. No. You know? And Massachusetts proclaimed Juneteenth a holiday just, just last, last year. year. And there is still one state that is not. That will not celebrate it or recognize well, it. Well, that hasn't recognized that it. That hasn't recognized it. But probably will. I bet. I would hope so. Yeah. It's a long time coming. Buying back his best friend. Say that three times fast. Buying back his best friend. In the early days of his career, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Adrian. Adrian. (laughs) Was so poor that he sold his dog (gasps) 
Butkus. That was his dog's name. Oh, my. Butkus for $50. Oh. After striking it rich by selling the script for Rocky, Stallone bought him back. Oh. At a markup, he bought his own dog back for $3,000. What did he sell it for? 50 Oh, my. Butkus. Wow. Both Butkus and his interim owner made appearances in the movie Rocky. Now, that would make me want to watch Rocky, Just which to see I the dog. loved that movie, the first one. I've never saw it. And I like the second one, too. Um, and look for the dog and look for the previous owner. I don't know how it would look for the previous owner. You'd have to do some research, I think. But mm-hmm. Rocky was a really good movie, if you like that kind of movie. And yeah. the second one was good, too. Okay. But the best part was, Adrian! <laughs> It always makes me think of the cat on a hot tin roof. Why? Because he yells up, Stella! Stella, that's right. I've never seen that movie. Oh, I have. I like that. Mm. Okay. Cat on a hot tin roof. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch it. It was very good. Hey, how's your, um, how's your uh, rose? It just looks like a stick. I haven't seen anything going on, um, and I'm a little worried about it because I put a... a bottle over the top of it, a plastic bottle, so that it would look like a greenhouse the kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I put it in water to make sure that it was still wet. And it's not really greenhousing, it's not... S- Nothing's happening. No. I'm but you don't know what's happening under the soil I have and in no the potato. Idea. I have no idea. But you cut the bloom off. Yeah, the, but I, they told us to. I couldn't believe it because it was so beautiful. It was, it hurt. Did it you really float did. it in a little bowl of water? Yes, I did. Oh, that's good. <laughs> So, all right, I, it just came into my head. But speaking of that, it has also said that when your roses die, don't you, usually you take everything out of the thing and throw the, the, them away and yeah. clean out your dish for something else. Right. Don't do it. Cut off the tops, leave them in water, and they should root. No. So I'm going to try that, too. All right, that one I would like to see. And I do want to report on my potatoes. Yes, yes. My potatoes are now coming through the soil, little green stuff uh-huh. coming through the soil. So I'm watching, and then after it comes up a little bit more, I will cover that with dirt, and I will, <clears throat> excuse me, give you my next potato report. Okay. I can't wait. I'm watching for mine, too, in case that happens, okay. now that I know to cover them up. That's right. All right. It was on the second day of July 1776 that the governing body of the 13 colonies, known as the Continental Congress, voted in favor of declaring themselves independent of British rule. But it was on July 4, 1776, that the Declaration of Independence was finalized, and it's July 4 that appears as the official date and not July 2. July 2? Mm-hmm. Now what? It stays July 4th. stays July 4th. (laughs) (laughs) We can't do anything about it. Nope. Nope. Bruno Mars. I like him. Love that movie, Uptown Funk. The the song, Uptown Funk. Yes, yes. Bruno Mars is one of the greatest names in showbiz, but he was actually born Peter Jean Hernandez. Huh. Bruno was his childhood nickname because as a baby, he was chubby like the wrestler Bruno Saramantino. Sure. Okay. Samarantino. Do you know who that is? No. I don't either. (laughs) And he chose Mars 
because the girls said he was the girls said he was out of this world. Oh. So he did Bruno Mars. Hey, he is a charmer. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he's he a little dance. guy though. He is. That was town funk. Oh, I like it. Yeah. John Adams who went on to become our second president, wrote a letter to his wife, Abigail, to tell her how excited he was that Congress had voted in favor of the signing of the independence. Mm. And he said, the second day of July 1776 will be the most memorable in the history of America. But he so firmly believed that July 2 was the correct day on which to celebrate, he refused, even as president, to appear at July 4th events as a matter of principle. Principle or stubbornness? <laughs> <laughs> Almost spite, wouldn't you Spiteful? say? Spiteful? Yeah. That, yeah. That, he carries a grudge. A big grudge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't want to have an argument with him. No. Yeah, I wouldn't want to divorce him either. Why would you divorce him? Well, I wouldn't want to, because he would carry a grudge if it was my choice. And he'd carry that forever. I I think Abigail outlived him, so I don't think that's a problem. There you go. (laughs) Carrying a grudge can hurt your health. Well, sure, it's stress. It's stress. And you're the only one that suffers. Right. The other person who you're... fine. Yeah. Yeah, They don't even know it. Yeah. Nicolas Cage. I like Nicolas Cage. Uh, Somewhat. Somewhat? Yeah. I liked him in Family Man. Did you ever see Family no, Man? No. It's a very cute, funny movie with Nicolas Cage. He might be one of Hollywood's most outrageous spenders. Mm-hmm. Throughout his career, the Con Air actor was, has bought more than a dozen properties, including one of America's most haunted houses, Ooh. two European castles oh my and an island in the bahamas oh i've always wanted an island oh an island yeah but his strangest purchase uh-huh. it was a tie between shrunken pygmy heads and a burial tomb and he bought a hundred and fifty thousand dollar pet octopus Nicholas Cage wow. is a strange dude. That's a really good name <laughs> for it. That's weird. An octopus. An octopus. A burial tomb and shrunken pygmy heads. Are they real? I don't think that's real. Is that I real? I kind of believe it. Yeah. They can shrink yeah. a head? Well, well, when you pass... You shrink because your skin pulls back. But these things are... are, are I, don't, I don't know. Maybe they dip them in something that, you know, I, I, I don't know. Okay, all right. I don't really want to know. Because I've seen some <laughs> of them hanging from mirrors of cars. Do they get that small? But would those be real ones or artificial <laughs> I ones? I hope not. So a shrunken head wouldn't, wouldn't be very small, like a Christmas ornament. It would be larger, like a coconut or a baseball. Okay, I still don't. <laughs> I still don't know how it works, but I don't think I want to. It's not going to be one of the recipes that we'll share. <laughs> okay, okay. Now we all know what we have on July the fourth. We have a big barbecue and everything else. Mm-hmm. But and we used to the, have a parade. Mm-hmm. I don't. They canceled it this yes. year? Yes. Yes, canceled this year. Two, in case it's another year, it's, it's 2021 today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Traditionally served on Juneteenth, 
is a barbecue, chicken and meat, collard greens, sweet potatoes, watermelon, red soda water, and tea cakes, the official Juneteenth mm. dessert. Mm. Red food is especially important significant on Juneteenth, as the color represents the bloodshed and valor of black American slaves. In addition to the expected red cuisine, which includes watermelon and red velvet cake, yum yum. Yum yum. Hot links made from ground beef are dyed red and big red soda, which is made in Waco, Texas, and hibiscus teas Mm. are on the menu. So far, so good. Sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. You didn't get to the beef and the, and the chicken. No, yet. I just let that right. that goes that goes in one ear, not I'm the other. All about ribs. <laughs> all about ribs. So that sounds like good eating. Oh yeah. So Madonna. Yeah. Before she was a megastar, you want to know where she worked? Where did she work? Dunkin' Donuts. No way. Mm-hmm. And she got fired. <laughs> She got fired. You know why? No. She squirted jelly on a customer. (laughs) So something must have made her mad or she was being funny. And she squirted some jelly, maybe from the donut. Oh, there you go. I bet she squeezed a a donut. I bet she got mad at a customer. Or or she just squeezed. She could have just slipped. <laughs> and the jelly came squirting out. And the thumb went through the middle of the donut and just went. <laughs> what a cool thing to see. <laughs> I didn't even think of the donut. <laughs> I was thinking of a little jelly container. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now I got the donut in my she head. She was just putting the donut in the bag and the guy was too close. <laughs> I would love to do that to somebody. <laughs> Okay. Thanks, Madonna. Thanks for that laugh. (laughs) Thomas Jefferson is known as the author of the Declaration of Independence, but while he was the man officially responsible for drafting a formal statement of why the 13 colonies should break with Britain, the document was written by a five-man committee made up of Jefferson, Franklin, Adams, Robert, Roger Sherman, and Robert Livingston. Jefferson wasn't recognized as the principal author, author until the 1790s. Whoa. Yeah. And that wasn't so long ago either. That was not, no. No. Just a few years ago. Just a few years ago. Do you know who Serena is? Serena Williams? Yes. Oh, who doesn't? Yeah. Amazing tennis player. Uh Uh-huh. Tennis great Serena Williams attributes much of her success to superstition. Here you go. She always takes her shower sandals down to the court... She always ties her shoelaces a certain way, and she even wears the same pair of socks for the entire tournament. Talk about superstition. Mm-hmm. She also bounces the ball the exact right amount of times, five before a first serve and twice before a second serve. I did not know any of this. She's got to keep all that in her head. Make sure she does that. And can you imagine if she bounced a sixth time on that first serve? It would probably just freak her right out. Yeah, yeah. Or messed up the second, you know, the second serve and bounced only once or bounced three times. You never know. Oh, yeah. Or her socks got dirty and she really had to change them. Does she a temper? I I don't think so. Okay. No, like what's his name, uh... Who was the tennis player that had a really bad temper? It wasn't Agassi, but I know what you no. mean. There mm. was one guy, he was just, he 
talk back to everybody. Oh, yes. Isn't that funny how he was like that and we don't even remember who he is? That's better, isn't it? That's for the yeah. good? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say to him, see? Right. See? That didn't get you fame. Not in our minds. Didn't even get you unfamed because no. we don't remember. <laughs> we don't remember. We don't remember. I'm sure somebody out there I does. I will look it up. We'll, we'll look it up. Oh, and we are on WTBR 89.7 FM. Thank you for that. Support for WTBR comes from Berkshire Community College. BCC offers more opportunity and less student debt with small class sizes and more than 50 academic programs to choose from. Fall classes begin on September 7th. Apply today at berkshirecc.edu. And from County Ambulance, providing quality, professional, efficient medical care and medical transportation services to the citizens of Berkshire County. Online at countyamb.com. Support for WTBR comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union, proud to support high school arts and sports programs to help our community thrive. Greylock Federal, with locations throughout the Berkshires and online at greylock.org. And from BeFair. BeFair is one of the largest premier human service agencies in Berkshire County. If you're looking for services for a loved one or are interested in caring for the people we support, visit BeFair.org today for available opportunities. WTBR FM, Pittsfield. Now that's a voice. I love that voice. voice. Very good voice. And I like Bob's voice, too. I like Bob's voice. But that that deep voice just... Oh, hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder who that is. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't it be funny to find out it's somebody here we know and they did that? Oh, yeah. I would make them come in and do one for me. So we have a contest that we're running. (gasps) And the contest, to remind you all, is... Write a little jingle or a song. A lyric. Put some lyrics Mm -hmm, to our mm -hmm, theme song, mm -hmm. which is the theme song to the Pink Panther. So you write it, you record it, you send it to stuffing for us at gmail.com. And we will listen to it and then we might play it on the air and give you the credit. That's right. Hey, it's your chance. It's your chance to be famous. Please do it. Oh, please, do please, it. please do, do, we do would it. Love it. We're already getting submissions. Maybe. Hey. <laughs> um, okay. 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 Truth or lie. <laughs> Truth or lie. And they're both having to do with the putty. Yeah, I think I, I've got my guess. You got your guess. I won't say it yet. Man sets off firework to escape. From porta potty, yeah, I don't know how you got locked into a porta potty. I don't know, mm-hmm. but anyway, man stuck in train toilet, forced to tweet staff for help. So <laughs> there you go. Which one of those is true, and which one is not? So I have some funny little things to start the second oh, half. Oh, good, with. good, good, good. So this is from uh, Brightside, and uh, this is called. This is from. I'm sorry, not Brightside. This is from Mommy Owl. Okay. Uh, daughter didn't want sunscreen, so I put her outside and I yelled, Hey, son, get her. <laughs> and now she's flipping out. Oh, my God. It's kind of a good way to get your daughter or son to put on the sunscreen. It would. Just say, it Go would. get her, son. Go get her. But, and have the kid just freaking out. I would be afraid if the neighbors are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's another one I just learned our nine year old did an experiment on us. This is from. 
Rogue Dad, MD. So he didn't experiment. The kid lost a tooth. Uh -huh. He didn't tell anybody for three days. He kept the tooth under his pillow for three days. Oh. No money. <gasps> then he tells us on the fourth day that he lost the tooth, put the money under his pillow. Uh -huh. <laughs> they got, there was money the next day. He confronted us with this scientific evidence that the tooth fairy isn't real. Ooh. He figured it out. Smart kid. How about that? Whoa. Checked out the parents. Wow. Those and they didn't notice that their kid was missing a tooth and I'm probably way in the back or something? I, I don't know. don't know. Did they start talking like this I, or I anything? Don't really you know? <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was so cute. That is cute. This All is right. not. This is not cute. No, I know you had serious, serious stuff today. In one of Jefferson's earlier drafts of the Declaration of Independence, he called slavery a cruel war against human nature and mm. denounced King George III for creating and sustaining the slave trade. The language, unfortunately, had to be deleted from the final version because Jefferson owned more than 200 slaves in 1776. Ouch. I don't get the whole thing. Yeah. I, don't, I just don't get the whole thing. Well, thankfully we don't have to. Amen to that, for sure. Okay, so the Beatles. We all know the Beatles. <gasps> Before they became, arguably, the biggest pop act of all time, mm -hmm. the Beatles had a hard time convincing record labels to sign them. Really? In 1962, they were rejected by Decca. Remember Decca uh -huh. Records? Yeah. Whose boss said, guitar groups are on their way out. Oh, you got to be kidding. How do you... After rejecting the Beatles and seeing their fame and seeing what ah. happened, how do you sleep at night? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my Talking gosh. about guitars, too. Are you crazy? Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, I've got one about a woman that was kind of crazy, and I think it's great. <laughs> Though she's not an official signer, Mary Catherine Goddard, who was commissioned by Congress to print copies of the important document, added her name below the original signers. Though it's not clear why she included her name, Goddard was a well-known patriot and one of the first women publishers and postmasters in the young country. Her name is there? On some copies of it. Ah. Not on all of them. Ah, uh, wouldn't you love to talk to her? Uh-huh. Come on, girl. Tell me what the deal is. Yeah. Good for her. Kind of Can good you for imagine? her. Yeah. Good for her. There's actually a copy out there with her name That's on it. That's cool. I'd love to see that. <laughs> so a chip off the old block. Although he's one of the world's most handsome men, Brad Pitt's looks came second to his work. While playing Tyler Durden in Flight Club, Brad Pitt went to the dentist. <gasps> And he got his front teeth chipped. Oh, come on. He did. He got his front teeth chipped to ensure that he looked the part. Once the film was wrapped up, he got his perfect teeth fixed back up. Oh. I can't even imagine that anybody would go and have their teeth chipped on purpose when you've got makeup artists... 
that can do that. I mean, put a black stripe in there or something. Hey, I'm I'm familiar with the missing tooth thing. (laughs) So you can use that black stuff. I mean, I know he's in the movies, but now what year? It doesn't say what year this was, and you wonder, too, if... if, with computers and technology, can't they can't they fix that so it looks broken? You know, like people use Photoshop to 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 yeah. edit pictures. Why would he go have don't his tooth they, Don't they use them in videos too? Can't you use Photoshop yeah. in videos? Oh yeah, yeah. Look what they're doing with America's Got Talent. That's a fake audience they've got on America's Got Talent right now. Really? <laughs> yeah, I read about it. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. They have pictures so of people. They have the, of, the audience, yeah. and the, uh, the audience looks like it's sitting there. It's not the pictures. It's, it looks like it's a sitting audience clapping and everything. And I looked it up, and because we're in COVID, they, they couldn't, this is all pre-recorded stuff, they couldn't have an audience. And you can see that all the people backstage are masked, and they're uh-huh. keeping people apart. Yeah. And there's no audience, but it looks like there is. Because they're clapping and standing, and and they did that all with technology. I, I would really hate to be the performer that goes out there. <laughs> I, know, I know. I think they have pre-recorded applause to help them energize, get energized on stage, maybe. Wow. <laughs> Boy, they'll try anything, won't they? Uh, yeah, it was bizarre when I looked it up, because we were watching it, and something didn't seem right, but... And sure enough, it said they're, they're, they've created this audience... I, using I think, clips. I think it would be funny if, if somebody on the panel X'd them out <laughs> and the audience stood up and clapped. <laughs> <laughs> How I love, rude. I love that show. I love that show. But, uh, yep, Brad Pitt. He okay. went, had his teeth chipped. All right. Weird. Let's see what I've got here. When the colonists in New York City found out about the Declaration of Independence from George Washington, who read it himself in front of the City Hall on July 9, 1776, a riot broke out in part as a reaction to the fact that British naval ships were occupying the harbor at the time that he was doing this. And during the riot, a statue of King George III was torn down and melted down to make 42,000 musket balls for the Revolutionary Army. Booyah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh! (laughs) There you go. There you go. The ships are there. They're watching all of this. They're listening to George Washington reveal the declaration, blah, blah, blah. Nothing they can do about it. Nothing they can do about it. And they melted it, melted down the statue. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought of that? They did. They did. They did. <laughs> booyah. <laughs> I wasn't even in the Air Force. I can say booyah. <laughs> okay, so from brightside.com, coffee radically changes your taste. So that's why if you love to eat something sweet with coffee, coffee removes the taste of sweet. Really? Yes. Tea, however, preserves it. So I got thinking about it, and I thought, okay, when I have, like, dessert, I wonder if I, I should test, I should test it. Yeah. I should have something, I should have coffee, and I should have tea, and I should try it, whatever I'm having with both, and see which complements it. Because, like, lemon meringue pie, if mm. I think about that, mm-hmm. I would prefer a cup of tea with that. Oh, I wouldn't. I, I kind of think that lemon you would, would do sour. The, 
So you would do coffee? Probably. What if you had chocolate cake? Either one. Yeah, me too. I'm thinking either one as well. Yeah. What if it was uh, blueberry pie? It wouldn't be tea. Wouldn't be tea. No. It would be tea for me. Tea for me and tea for you. <laughs> I forgot the rest of the words. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, so coffee changes the taste of sweet. I'm going to try that out. Yeah, let's try that out. Huh. That will be our, our test and we'll report it in a future show. Okay. I'll circle it because, you know, that's what I do. I have you my do. pen. You do. I have my pen. Talk about a missed opportunity. Robert Livingston was a New York delegate, fervent patriot, and a member of the Committee of Five, which spent days drafting the declaration. After countless hours of debating, he was ultimately unable to sign. Although he strongly supported the fight for freedom, he refused to sign the document before New York had formally instructed his delegation to do so. When the declaration was completed and the members of Congress passed a quill around the historic paper, Livingston had returned to New York to seek approval, missing the opportunity to sign. So he never signed it, even never later? Never signed it, never. Not even later? Nope. Wow. Watch where you are. I mean, you know. Would you have signed it? Yes. I would have, too. Mm -hmm. I would have signed it, Bob. Because <laughs> then they wouldn't have known that I'm a female. <laughs> well, you could sign it sloppy. Left-handed. Just sign it real sloppy so they can't, <laughs> like a doctor, so they can't figure it out. Okay. Random guy honks at me for taking too long to pull my car out of a parking space. Move your car, lady. Oh, my God. My four-year-old rolls down her window and says, hey. You can't tell my mom what to do. You're not her kid. <laughs> Thank you. That is cute. But you know what's even more interesting about that whole thing? Rolls down your window. Who rolls I know. down the <laughs> <laughs> There was a comedian who said that he was locked out of the car and the kid was in the car and he went. He did the motion of rolling oh, down yeah. the window and the kid had no idea. What no he was idea at all. About. That's right. He wouldn't have any idea. <laughs> And you know how there's 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 signs around you see in places where it looks like a telephone, uh -huh. like holding a telephone yeah. or a telephone or a little old-fashioned telephone? Yeah, with the wires. I don't know that kids know what that is <laughs> when they see that symbol that's so common to us. They had themes on, on Facebook where they had people, kids, teenagers, try to use an old-fashioned phone. They didn't know how to make <laughs> phone calls. <laughs> They would pick up the receiver, push a button, put the receiver down, and push in the numbers. And, of course, you know. Yeah. I thought it was hysterical. And that wasn't too long ago either. No. Boy, you're with the ages today. Mm-hmm. Mm. I just think that things, you know, even in our lifetime, when you think about it, and, and then add in our grandparents. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Think about if our grandparents were alive today, and they saw people walking around talking on these things, holding it to their ear. And having earplugs in and... Yeah, never know. Weird. There's a lot of stuff that to live long enough, you're going to mm -hmm, see. Mm-hmm. Okay. You okay. know Matthew Perry? I do. Get I'm kind this. of worried about him. Well, he's has struggled. He really he has. He has struggled. Yeah. But I never knew this. Okay. He is... And I saw a picture. Mm-hmm. He is missing the tip of the middle finger on his right hand. Oh, I heard something about that. He shut it in a door when he was three years old. Oh. 
So he hasn't had the tip of that finger. And if you see it, it's the it's the fingernail and all that's gone. Oh, my gosh. It's that, it's that piece right at the top. You'd never know. Nope. I do know that in the scene that he was in one time where he was chained to a a filing cabinet Mm -hmm. and he pulled it out and the filing cabinet hit him in the back of the head, they left it in even though it was a a blooper. It was not supposed to touch him. Did he get hurt? He just stopped and kind of blinked. (laughs) (laughs) And they went on with the show. (laughs) To save money, I suggested to one of my grown sons that we all live together in one house. I could tell he didn't think it would be cost-effective when he asked who's going to pay the therapist. (laughs) Sometimes it's not worth the money, saving the money. It's not worth saving the money. So Dr. Seuss, Mm -hmm. who wrote Cat in the Hat, he used just 225 different words for that book. Okay. His publisher bet him that he couldn't write a book with even fewer words. So Dr. Seuss won the bet by writing Green Eggs and Ham, which uses just 50 words. 50? 50 words in Green Eggs and Ham. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, interesting stuff. As my two sons were climbing into the back seat of our car, Eric, five, yelled, I call the left side. That didn't sit well with Ron, four. No, I want the left side. I want the left side. No, I want the left side. (laughs) Intervening, I said, since Eric is older, he can have the left side. Thanks, said Eric. Which side is left? (laughs) And Eric is older. Oh, God. Just goes to show that kids just fight to fight to fight just to fight yep yep one more Dwayne the rock okay okay Dwayne the rock just let's just just focus on that for a moment what a bad Dwayne the rock have you seen the pictures of him with his little girl yes oh. it's like um it, it's just um, it, it's beautiful to see that it is because she's so little and his muscled arm is oh. about as big as she is and he's sweet Mm-hmm. And he's got a great smile. Mm-hmm. And let's, you know, let's just say Dwayne the Rock. Yeah. He has his own motivational alarm clock app, <laughs> which fans can download. Mm-hmm. And it has no snooze button. So you can go and look on your phone for an app. Uh-huh. That's the, uh, the Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Motivational alarm clock. I did listen to a few of them. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool because he motivates you to, to get up and it's, do stuff. It's and, in his voice? Yes. Oh, okay. And it's pretty cool. I'd like to have him in my dreams then. then. Yeah, yeah, then the one that I have. Uh, 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 Blake. Yeah. Blake Shelton. Yeah. I have a Blake Shelton alarm clock. He you says. He says. Uh, yes, yes, I do. It, it says. Um, it's, uh, it's through Alexa. And he says, um, it's time to get up. Uh, by this time of day, we'd already been out there fi- mowing the fields and doing the lower 40 or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. having a whole day's mm-hmm. work. And But I'm going to try the Dwayne, the rock, <laughs> the motivational. We all need to be motivated. Alarm clock. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, the lifeguard at the lake. I'm a nurse in a hospital children's ward. One night I was at the nurse's station when I heard a little boy in his room talking. He kept the patter up for some time. Finally, I got on the intercom, but said softly but firmly, All right, Johnny, it's time to go to sleep now. 
<laughs> there was quiet in the room. And then he said, okay, God, I will. <laughs> I didn't hear a peep from him until the morning. I love it. That's so cute. <laughs> oh. So there's this lifeguard at the lake. Yeah. It's about a little boy, too. Everyone, please exit the water. We're looking for a five-year-old boy in blue shorts named Titus. Exit the water. Exit the water. Little boy standing next to me in blue shorts says, Hey, my name is Titus, too. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I think these are true. <laughs> I think Aww. all of these little things really did happen. I love them. I like the little ones, yeah. It always irked doing? me. It always irked me, my single mother that her grocery store didn't carry eggs in packages of six. Just the yes, dozen. Yes, yes. Then one day, her wish came true. She walked into the grocery and found fresh eggs and cartons of six. I was so excited, she said later, that I bought two. Oh, mud on. <laughs> oh, gosh. Are you kidding? <laughs> Do you remember when you could break them in half? If you only needed six, yeah, you could just break the whole carton. Yep, can't do that anymore. Uh oh. So you know, there were things that garbage collectors found in the garbage. Okay. That are weird. All right. A student, as a student, I worked at a landfill directing traffic. One summer, a customer came and wanted to buy something, and asked me to dig him a hole. He drove an all-black Cadillac with tinted windows and nice rims, but the machine operator didn't want to switch machines to dig a hole, so we offered the animal pit instead. I watched as the mysterious man threw out a book. Once he drove off, I peered into the animal pit, only to find a photo album with a knife lodged right in the middle. I still think that this gives me the creeps. And I'm reading this, and I'm thinking, what is he talking about? <laughs> that is really did you, strange. Did you get lost in that? Kind of. I did, too. I it's did like, too. was that because his, his wife left him or something? I have no idea, but I'm crossing it out because I, Whoa. I was reading. And got, but they did find the ashes of the deceased. This guy says, one time we found a guy's ashes in one of the standard plastic tubs funeral homes usually give out. His information was they still on do? the side of the tub. Our management contacted his family using the information that was written on the side of the plastic tub. But the family said that they threw the poor man out on purpose. Oh, my God. Think dumping your loved one's ashes in the trash is nuts? Oh, my God. They threw his ashes away on purpose. Purpose. I, I, ew. Oh, they, ooh, all they ew, should be ooh, in jail. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, like, oh my God. I hope that doesn't happen to me. Oh, all right. All, all, all right. <laughs> well, I'm not going to be around to know. A blonde and a brunette worked in a factory. The brunette says, I know how to get some time off from work. How? asked the blonde. Watch this, says the brunette. She climbs up to the rafter and hangs upside down. The boss walks in, sees her, and says, What on earth are you doing? I'm a light bulb, she answers. I think you need some time off, said the boss. <laughs> so she jumps down and walks out. The blonde starts walking out, too. Where are you going, says the boss. The blonde replies, I can't work in the dark. <laughs> Those are mean. <laughs> Those are, those are so mean. 
So get this. Yes. $1 million in gold coins was found Ooh. in someone's backyard. While walking their dog on the property in the Sierra Nevada, one couple saw a rusty can sticking out of the dirt. Instead of continuing on with their walk, they decided to check it out. Lo and behold, the can was filled with gold coins. Oh, my. They kept digging and found other similar cans. Whoa. Also filled with gold coins. The bounty totaled more than $10 million. <gasps> oh, my. It was a very surreal moment, said the man in an interview. It was very hard to believe at first. Some people have had similar luck finding fortunes like that in their attics. Can you imagine taking a little stroll and stumbling on $10 million? I want to know this person better. Is it yours or does it belong to the people who own the land? I would say the people that own the land. So would you say anything? Or did, Wouldn't it just, be kind of obvious if you were digging dig up their up? land? Well, that's true. So what would you do? Would you ask them to share it with you? Just, just before you tell them, put some in the back of your <laughs> car. <laughs> Then go up and say, hey, look at Hey, I found, I found $10. <laughs> this is, must be yours. <laughs> oh, cow. Um, um, Alrighty. Okay. Is this true or is it not? Man sets off firework to escape from porta potty. A man tried to escape from a porta potty with a jammed door via a poor choice. He set off a firework, and the Cincinnati man is still recovering from the burns. Or. Left in a jail, man stuck in train toilet, forced to tweet southeastern staff for help. A Londoner locked in a train bathroom had only one way to get help, tweeting, but he got a rescue, but no retweet. So which one do you think is real? I think the guy set off a firework. That would be funny, wouldn't it? Uh Uh-huh. Unfortunately, no. It's not. It's the London bathroom fiasco is real, (laughs) as reported by the news shopper on May 17, 2015. (laughs) How embarrassing is that? That's pretty bad. That's pretty embarrassing. But then again, you you would have your pants up when you're rescued. You would hope. Yeah. Yeah. Are you done yet? Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Don't remember lyrics to the song. Now lyrics listen. to the song. Listen very carefully. I'm going to play this again. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Listen, listen. and opinions of this program are those of the hosts and not those of PCTV or WTBR.